0: podcast, Alex and Jake here, and today we have a special guest, creator of our Power 5 logo, Nolan Trepic, Cranbrook alum, he's currently at University of Michigan, the Stamps School of Art and Design, Nolan, we're happy to have you. Thanks for having me on, boys, happy to be here, appreciate it. Oh uh,
1: Well, with that fabulous intro, thank you, Jacob, um, we'd like to dive right into some major news In the NHL world, there was a trade trade deadline today, and a lot of moves happened, and a lot of juicy drama happened. So, without further ado, boys, take the show over. Give me some of your
0: thoughts. I mean, just what a trade deadline, Nolan. I mean, just so much action, so much, just so much...
2: I don't, I don't even know what to say. There's a lot of, a lot of anticipation, a lot of, uh, a lot of unrestricted free agents this summer. And you, I think you saw this year a lot of players with term left on their contracts getting moved um, and a lot of speculation around them. So there's it was, it was a lot of anticipation, a lot of buildup for it. Um, there was that, like, six-hour period today from, like, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. I think it's more like four hours, but where they were just dead zone, no trades. And then all of a sudden from, like, 2.20 to 3.20, it was just... Rapid Flurry fire. of rapid fire at trades. It was, uh, yeah. it was exciting to watch, that's for sure.
1: So
0: I would like to hear some of your guys' surprises. What do you got? I mean, to start it off, how about, how about we get things going with the Ryan Hartman trade? Nashville acquired Ryan Hartman and a fifth-round pick for this upcoming draft from the Blackhawks. What do you think? I think the most surprising thing about this deal is the return the
2: Blackhawks got on this one. What did they get, a first-rounder and what else? And a fourth-round. First-round and a 4th round. First-round picks in the NHL are just absolute gold in today's league. You know, teams are exclusively building through the draft, and they're really tough to come by. You know, they were talking about Mike Green, who's top five in the league for defensemen in points, maybe getting a first-rounder. So the fact that 23-year-old third-liner Ryan Hartman was able to get dealt for a first-round pick from Nashville. I think that says a lot about what David set sees in Ryan Hartman, the Nashville GM. I think they must like him a lot. I think it says a lot about how much Nashville believes in their team right now. I think it says a lot about how much of a wizard Stan Bowman is at making trade deadline moves for the Chicago Blackhawks, how, yeah. how he
0: pulled that off. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, two just first-class um, organizations and head, and head management there. And you said it perfectly. Nashville, they're really gearing up for another deep playoff run. They they really like what they have going on there, and they're just trying to bolster their lineup as much as they can. I completely agree. I think Kyle Yankrock,
2: he's their previous third line winger. I think him on a four as your fourth line winger is really astounding. Like these guys are deep, very very deep. They I can't think of a weakness. They're set in net. They're unreal on the back end with Subban and Yossi and Ellis and. I mean, uh, really great down These this team's built for a deep playoff run, that's for sure. They added a good piece today. And yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's really um, really interesting with uh, all your guys' input on these action-packed trades. So those are some of the surprises. But what about some of the teams that didn't make moves and kind of letdowns?
0: What, what are some of them? I mean, as far as letdowns go, l- like you mentioned, Mike Green— a lot of people thought that he might be moved, but Detroit decided uh, not to ship him off anywhere. I mean, playoff implications as far as Detroit. How do how do you think this will turn yeah, out? Yeah, I, I know.
2: I know GM Ken Holland really wanted to move Green. I think uh, he has a full full no trade clause. Um, he came in with a list of two teams, is what it seemed like. He was he opted to be traded to either Washington or Tampa. Um, Tampa obviously decided to go for a higher end, uh, higher end uh, player in McDonough. They got him from the Rangers for a high cost, um, so that eliminated that option. And then I just don't, it just didn't seem like Washington had the prospect pool or the draft picks to acquire someone like Green. So turns out he just didn't, wasn't able to get traded. Um, that was definitely a letdown for the Red Wings. A surprise, though, for sure, was the Tatar deal that the Red Wings were able to pull off. Very impressed with GM Ken Holland. Being able to pivot there, you know, Mike Green was the talk of the town. He was who they were planning on trading all all year. That was their rental. That was the guy they were gonna dish out for a good return. Didn't work out, and you know what? I think he turned some lemons into lemonade by getting Tatar over to Vegas for a juicy return and getting three,
0: one, two, three round draft picks. I think that's really impressive. No, that's that's a that's just so incredibly valuable in today's NHL, and for especially for a team like the, the Detroit Red Wings. You know, nobody's really sure if they're, you know, trying to build for for the present or for years to come. Obviously, the playoff streak um, came to a sad end last year, but this Tatar move, it really opens up for a lot of possibilities for the Red Wings. Yeah, I think it sends a message a little bit that uh, it's rebuild time in Detroit.
2: Going to be an interesting rest of the season with them, uh, you know, gearing up for... They're only five points back at the playoffs, but... They are a a long way from a Stanley Cup, and there's a lot of teams in between them. So I think they'll be ending up with a lottery pick. uh, But, yeah, it's it's going to be fun to watch the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, how about another letdown, Evander Kane? What do you guys
0: think about that one? Go ahead, Jake. I mean, Evander Kane, not a bad player at all. San Jose, that's a nice pickup, in my opinion, for the Sharks. And as far as Buffalo goes, I don't know. This is this is a toughie for them. Not quite yeah. sure what they're doing? I don't think, you know, Evander Kane's one of those
2: complete two-way NHL forwards who can fight, who can score, who can hit, who can pass. He's a, he's a guy you love to have on your team and you hate to play against. Um, and I just don't think Buffalo got enough for him. They were talking all January and February about how this was a guy they weren't going to budge on their price on. They were really stiff on their asking price all of January and February. I was really surprised they didn't get more for him. Um, they got a conditional first, which very well could end up being a second rounder if they don't retain uh, the unrestricted free agent in Evander Kane, if the Sharks don't retain him this summer. Um, so if it turns out being a second rounder and a fourth rounder that, that's and a 24-year-old yeah, prospect, yeah. coming back to Buffalo, a team who's in desperate need of picks. I mean, these this team is just really battered. I mean, there's nobody on the back end. Eichel's out right now, which leaves Ryan O'Reilly and nobody else up the middle their Their defense core has got to be the worst in the National Hockey League, and their goaltending's just as bad. So, they got a lot of work to do, and I don't think they made a step in the. You know, I think they could have got a lot more to help the organization today than they than they did.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you if you're Buffalo and you're looking at this conditional first round pick, okay, here's the situation: Kane re-signs with the Sharks, or San Jose wins the Stanley Cup. If you're Buffalo, you get that first round pick. But when it comes down to it. And San Jose, I don't think they're going to win the cup. Uh, I, and, and they're a fringe team for the playoffs right now. Exactly. And, and uh, Evander Kane's
2: never been a free agent before. I think he's going to definitely want to test the waters. I don't see him signing before Janu- before July 1st. Um, he's definitely going to hit the open waters. Whether or not he returns as a shark in the open waters is uh, is uh, to be determined, but I just don't like taking that gamble if I'm Buffalo.
1: Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Another, uh, finally, another let letdown is uh,
0: Carlson. What do you guys think about that one? Yeah, Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson, just one of the best defenders in the league. He he can do it all. He's and just magic with the puck. He he is so good. One of those just unreal talents that you don't really see, um, just very much anymore. He's just a complete player. He can take it up the ice and uh, also be a huge defensive presence, and. His his uh his future as an Ottawa Senator was in jeopardy, but he's staying there in yeah, Canada's I, capital. I think this you know, I think you saw it this past year. There's a lot of tension in
2: Ottawa, the ownership, the lack of fan support. You know, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year and now all of a sudden they're sitting in the league cellar. Um, that's a tough turn for an organization. I think a lot of questions start being asked of the team. You know, I don't think doesn't sound like Carlson has any interest of signing there. So they wanted to try to move him. Doesn't look like they got what they were asking for. But uh you, would, I, I would have loved to see Carlson make a deep playoff run this year with another team. It would have been really exciting to watch. Um, he'll definitely be getting moved this summer, I'd say. But definitely letdown. I would love to see. Uh, I think the best defenseman in the league. Uh, you know, go play for a Stanley
0: Cup somewhere. That would
2: have been fun to watch. You
0: no, know, fun to watch for fans and just just a great a great guy, and he deserves it. If yeah, anybody. he really does. He really does.
1: Yeah, so moving on to uh, some of the winners of this trade deadline, starting off with the Penguins. What do you guys think about what the Penguins accomplished today?
2: Well, the Penguins went out and got a centerman in Derek Broussard to just absolutely load up their forwards roster. Um, I mean, they're sending a message to their fan base that it is three-peat or bust. Um I mean, what, an, what a franchise these guys are right now, like with Crosby, Malkin, and then Derek Brassard and Sheehan is your fourth-line center. I mean, that's depth at up the middle. They're great on the back end. Um, you know, I I'm, I think, you know, yeah, they gave up a first-rounder. Yeah, they gave up Ian Cole, but you know what? At the end of the day, that first-rounder might come back to bite you five, six years from now, but if, if, you, if they go win a third Stanley Cup,
0: I don't think anyone's going to be oh, shedding it? a tear over... Over it's completely worth it if, if that's the outcome. You know, yeah. Pittsburgh, bottom line, they're gearing up for another run. They they know what they have their, their sights set on, and they're going to go out there and try to get it. Big move for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, you know, we touched on the Detroit Red Wings a little bit here and there. Made a couple moves. They moved Mrazek, Tatar, weren't able to move Mike Green, but... I mean, we, we touched on them. Yeah, I mean,
2: I think it says a lot about where the organization is going. What do they have? Seven now, seven picks in the first three rounds of this year's draft. Make that eight if uh, Mrazic's uh, conditional fourth turns into a third, which it looks, which it's looking like it's gonna. Um, that's how you rebuild a team. I think. I think you rebuild it through the draft. And uh, Ken Holland's making the right steps there. I think. I think his fan base will be happy with that trade. They shed some salary in the in the process as well, with four point five million from Mrazic and five point three, I think it is, from Tats. So, uh, yeah, I think that'll be something to look forward to this uh, in this coming
0: June for Red Wings fans, for sure. Yeah, and let's talk about uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning here oh. for a hot second. Great move acquiring Ryan McDonough and J.T. Miller from the Rangers. Yeah. They gave up a first-round pick and a conditional second-round pick um, along with a couple players. I but think. overall, not a bad move. The, the biggest piece they lost was uh, Nemesnikov, and uh, honestly, I
2: think they filled that hole right back up with J.T. Miller. Exactly. Um, so that's I think that's kind of a wash. Um, and slotting in a top-pairing defenseman, Ryan McDonough, who's not a rental, who's a who they're going to get for two pushes to the playoffs, I think is huge for them. He's a free agent in 2019. Um and I mean, this team is just loaded with Hedman and Strawman on the back end. You slot McDonough and Hedman with that first pair of defensemen. I mean, I absolutely do not want to run into these guys come May or June. I mean, uh, Andre Vasilevsky is, I would say, the best goaltender in the National Hockey League right now. He, I don't know if you guys did you see that backhand save he made? It with he the wraparound? Outstanding. Around? I mean, that's just who else can ridonculus. do that rightness? I mean, he's so young. This team's built for. Eons right now. They're built to compete. They're stacked on the on their wingers. They're stacked up the middle. I, I'm excited to see what this team does. Uh, Steve Eiserman is
0: doing a great job down, oh, down in Florida for sure. And last winter that we're gonna that we're gonna you know get some action in on Boston Bruins. Not not a quiet trade deadline for them at, at all. At all. Um, you know, big move acquiring Rick Nash from the Rangers. I mean, speaking of the Rangers. They're going out there selling. Interesting. I mean, it's a very interesting strategy from them. I don't think you've seen teams do this in recent years.
2: You've seen teams, you know, I guess you've seen teams like Toronto and Edmonton just obviously tear it down and just tank for the lottery. I think that's what the Rangers are looking to do here. I mean, the thing is, though, is I don't think they were that far off from contention. If I were their general manager, I don't think I'd be doing this. I think they had a pretty solid core. Um... I think it was a little premature in my opinion. But you know what? They're getting assets back. We're going to find out how it works out for them. We, yeah. you, I don't think you can assess the New York Rangers on today's tra- trade deadline. But uh, you know, th- three, four years from now, we're going to be able to tell whether this trade deadline was a good one or a bad one for them. Yeah. And Boston, on the other hand, Jake, I think you, know, you said it best. They're really, really going for it this year. I think that's a huge statement they're making as well. They've got a stacked team. They're loaded on the forwards. I mean, Rick Nash now slotted into an already stellar forward group with. That's impressive. With uh, Bergeron and Marchand and Pasternak, and now you got Rick Nash, and you got David Backus as your third liner. I mean, that's a that's a stack group of forwards. Um, they cleared out Bolesky's bad contract, which is huge for them, and. Uh, I mean they're they're a hot team right now and they're not fun to play against for sure. So
0: No. The mean, Eastern Conference is loaded up. I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, and just to just to touch on Boston's defense here. Zadeino Charo, Tory Crew, Tory Crew, Charlie McAvoy. Charlie some young talent stud. there.
2: He will be good for a very long oh, time. Oh god, he is I would kill to have him on my team's uh back end for sure right now.
1: Yeah, so that's it for um some of the winners for today and uh moving on to some of the losers we have
2: three losers let's dive right into it starting with buffalo what do you guys think about buffalo well, i think we kind of touched on this earlier but the return they got for evander kane was just kind of underwhelming they were really hyping it up for a while you know evander kane was talked about for four or five months here coming up to this trade deadline and i was a little disappointed to see that they only recouped you know a conditional first and you know a fourth rounder and a Mediocre prospect, I think, is what it was. Um, they're a team that needs a lot of help. I didn't think they did enough today to, to push themselves in the right direction. What do you think, Jake?
0: Yeah. Bottom line, Buffalo did not make the moves that that they needed. I mean, it's ju- that's just the straight up facts. It doesn't. It's not any more complicated than that. Boston did not do what was necessary. Yeah, they had a talent who was definitely worthy of more, and somehow they just didn't get it.
2: Well,
1: that's that's unfortunate for uh, the Sabers. But
2: moving on to the Ducks, what do you guys think about them? I think it was an interesting move to go out and get a player for the Ducks. I think they just made a kind of a small swap. I would have liked to see them maybe go for it a little more. I think this is a team that's really close to being a title contending team. You know, they had they were they didn't have Getzlaff. they didn't have Kessler for a big chunk of the season. They got off to a really slow start, but I think they're just starting to catch wind. John Gibson, the American goaltender's a stud for them. He's had a great year. Um, they're loaded up the middle. They're loaded on the back end. Uh, maybe a little weaker after losing Sammy Vatnem, but I like their team a lot, and I think they're just one or two pieces away from being a title contending team. Um, I would have liked to see them go out and get a little more. Be more. They'll be more, a more today. aggressive. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why. I think. Yeah. I think they left uh, the trade deadline no better, no empty worse. Handed, yeah, yeah. empty handed Yeah, for sure. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, with with the Ducks here, their penalty kill is tenth in the league. There's no issue with that. But when you look at it, the goals per game, the offense is just not there. That's a that's just a huge lacking point, 25th overall. And when it comes down to it, the goals against, their defense is holding up their end of the bargain. The goaltending is stellar, stellar, like you mentioned. But I think they could have used a nice top-pairing, not a top-pairing defense, but an offensive defenseman.
2: Mike Green would have been a great fit for them, I think. Someone who could run their power play. What are they sitting at, 24th in the league right now on the power play? Someone to quarterback that you know, maybe just get a little more production. That helps you win so many games down the stretch if you, have a, if you have a power play that's feared for sure.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And final team, the Maple Leafs. What are your thoughts on them? I mean, as far as the Maple Leafs go, they're by no means out of the playoff Mm-mm. talk and contention. They are a team that you have to look out for moving forward as we approach the end of this season. I mean, they're just so stocked up with young Young guns that are just out there firing, you know, just so they know they players. know how to score. I mean, it's so exciting to watch that young electric. team. They're so fast. Electric. Austin Matthews, Connor Brown, Mitch Marner, right. Nylander. I mean, oh. the list goes on. It's it's Morgan Riley's
2: sweet. The only thing, the reason I put them in this loser category, I think they're Thomas Bocanick's Thomas Placanek's trade was great. I think they addressed him neat up the middle. Um, I just don't think they did enough to push on that back end a little bit. I think they're missing that, you know, that offensive defenseman that can push the play for them a little bit. I, I, I would have liked to see them go out and get... I know the Mike Green trade didn't work out, but I would have liked to see them go out and get someone. I know maybe Jack Johnson would have been a good fit. Um just a, a skilled defenseman that could push the play for them a little bit, maybe just you know get log some power play minutes and uh, shore things up for them on their back end. I would really would have just secured them making a deep playoff
0: push. I think. Yeah, there's there's no questioning that the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, they're sitting there just breathing down the Lightning's back at Absolutely. 83 points. I mean, they're tearing there's, it up. Yeah, there's no there's no mm-hmm. two ways about it. People look out for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's going to be a nice playoff run for them. And lastly. Alex, what do we got? Uh,
1: we got the predictions. Um, the boys are
0: coming in hot
1: with some blazing predictions. Let's get let's dive right into this. What do you guys got?
2: So uh, I think one of the biggest teams that made a splash for me today was Winnipeg. This is a team that already has probably the best group of forwards in the National Hockey League, in my opinion, with Shifley, mm. Wheeler. Uh, and they went out and got Paul Stastny a great, great grind – grindy, gritty centermen who just can go out there, win face-offs, get out on the power play, get your team possession, and feed that puck to Patrick Laine and just get one-timers for days. They're a team I would be terrified to play against, especially with how hot Connor hallibuck has been lately. They're back-end with Tyler Myers and Truba and Bufflin. This, this team, you can't find a weakness with a microscope with this team. I mean, they are built so soundly. I think any general manager would swap rosters with them no matter what team you are in a heartbeat. These guys are going to be tenacious. I think they're excited to make a run. They've been waiting a long time for this moment, and I think this is their year. I-, I could see them making a very deep and aggressive run into the playoffs and possibly winning the whole thing. They're they're my favorite team to watch in the NHL right now, and uh, I'm excited to see what how Paul Stasny impacts them for sure.
0: Yeah, that that's a huge trade for Winnipeg you know nobody they're kind of always under the radar and now they're like you said they're just making big splashes out there in um in the trade market and they're an exciting team to watch and you do not want to take your eye off of them but for me personally I just cannot get enough of the Toronto Maple Leafs I mean when you look at it with the numbers second overall in penalty kill percentage at 83% it doesn't get much better than that I mean if you're if you're not if you're not letting the team score on the power
2: play, and you play, they, yeah, they got great goaltending. I mean, it's they're a
0: tough team to beat, very tough team, especially to beat. in in a playoff series where you're trying to win four out of seven games. When you have the second best penalty kill in the league, sixth best goals per game, and then a goaltender who just doesn't give up goals. That's something that the Maple Leafs have lacked for a long time, and now that they have that, they're fully prepared to do some damage. Yeah, I'm excited to see Freddie Anderson make a good
2: playoff run for them like he had he had a pretty good playoff series last year, and i they made they won what they won one playoff series last year, is that right? Mm-hmm. I think they're going to make a deeper run. I, the, the NHL right now is just electric to watch. I, I think one of the best stories this year is the Vegas Golden Knights going out mm. and being buyers at the trade deadline. Who would who I mean if you would have told me that the Vegas Golden Knights were going to be buyers at the trade deadline in August when they were after the expansion draft, I would have asked you what you were smoking because they were projected to be historically bad this year uh the vegas flu has bailed them out of that and i think a, another huge reason is they've they've found guys who can who stepped up into these roles that were maybe undervalued on previous teams and now have stepped up into these roles running power plays logging first line minutes and have become stars like jonathan Huberdeau or uh, jonathan Marchessault. i mean excuse me is uh has been an absolute stud for them i uh william carlson another one i, I can't believe how good these guys are they're Truly amazing. They've been bouncing back and forth with Tampa Bay for the best record in the league, and they go out and get a scoring winger in Thomas Tatar. I like the move from them. I love the message it sends to their fan base, and uh, I'm excited to see what this team does in the playoffs. I- I'm beyond impressed with the season they've been having.
0: Yeah, I mean, with this Vegas Gold Knights squad, if you would have told me that they would be first in the Pacific Division, I mean, let alone their division, Unreal. And when you look at the broader picture, the whole entire league, it's, it's this team is crazy. James Neal is an absolute Ugh. goal scorer. He, I mean, he, he just, just showed it just right off the bat. He knows how to get to the net and just fires it right in there. Mm-hmm. And the Golden Knights, like you said, they they really sent a message to their fan base. And also the rest of the league, that they're here to stay and that they're here to compete. Absolutely. I think they got a lot of young talent. What's their home record, Jake? Can you pull that up for me? The home record? mm,
2: Let me give you a sec. But I'm pretty sure they've lost something around five games at home this year, which... Is by far the best home record in the National Hockey League, and it makes you question what guys are doing when they go to Vegas for the night. A
1: <laughs> probably not in there and ripping it up sounds like yeah, yeah.
2: Vegas Vegas flu is, the Vegas flu is
1: definitely uh, for contagious. Sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah, nobody really would have seen the Knights coming and being you know the first seed in number one in their division. Nobody who would have thought. So it's really interesting to see that, and their their stats are unreal, which is quite entertaining. But yeah, the Vegas Knights have the home field adv or the home ice advantage has really been in their favor. So
2: yeah, I'm yeah. Ex- I'm excited for uh we I think we got a really really uh, exciting rest of the season to look forward to, and uh, I think the NHL playoffs this year unpredictable. I, I, yeah. I could see a lot of Game Sixes, a lot of Game Sevens this year in the playoffs because there are probably six or seven teams that I could see taking home the cup. Um, I'm yeah thoroughly excited for this year's playoffs
0: yeah i can't wait for playoff time in the nhl this year just so many contenders so many playoff implications coming down the stretch here and alex part any parting words it's gonna be hype that's
1: that's what nolan kind of said i'm gonna piggyback off of that it's gonna be hype it's gonna be unpredictable i think that's a, a good word to use for this playoffs so yeah that concludes our nhl podcast thanks again for listening stay tuned Peace.